Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed al-Rimawi. Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Yusuf. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. I've missed you very much. We we have missed you too. Uh, this week also we have a friend of yours and uh, a very important guest from Gaza. Tell us about our guest. So Morrison is a journalist. He also is the manager or founder of Days of Palestine. On uh, Facebook. Which is a Facebook page. But he was shot twice during the Great Return March. Uh, mm. Lucky to be alive. And so he's going to shed some light on that and also a Palestinian life under occupation. Uh, you mm. know, pretty, pretty inspiring stuff. And also uh, Motasim will tell us more about uh, the impact of siege on the medical sector uh, in uh, Gaza and on education and, yep. uh, and, and uh, on the lives of the Palestinians uh, in Gaza. So uh, without uh, further delay, uh, let's uh, go to our interview with Motasim Dalul, a Palestinian journalist and activist from Gaza. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Yusuf. And I would like to welcome a guest of ours, Motasim, who is in Palestine, who is a journalist from Palestine. And I don't want to ruin the story too much, but he was shot during the Great Return March. Uh, and somebody that I have been very familiar with over the last few years, I follow Motasim on Twitter and also Facebook. He has a good, a good couple of pages that he, uh, that he manages. One is Days of Palestine. So Motasim, welcome to Palestine Remembered on 3CR. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm pleased to be with you. Now, now when, you, when we say that, I should actually tell the listeners, you actually shot twice. So I know, and this wasn't long ago, so you're at home, you're probably not able to kick a soccer ball around or chase your lovely children around as, as much as what we can. Can you tell us what happened about yourself when you were shot, how it happened, and anything else that has it affected you by it? Okay. Um, uh, at first, uh, uh, I uh, took part uh, in the Great March of Return that started on March uh, 30 in the Gaza Strip, uh, which uh, uh, which aimed to call for uh, the Palestinian right to return to their homelands occupied in 1948, and uh, also called for uh, the, lifting the 12-year-old Israeli siege imposed on the Gaza Strip, which uh, turned the life of the Gaza residents into a uh, hill. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, 
many of uh, international officials have uh, said that uh, Gaza will be unlivable by 2020. But I think it already become unlivable uh, four or th- uh, five years ago uh, after the 51 Israeli day, the 51 day Israeli offensive that destroyed everything in the Gaza Strip and took the life of more than 2,020 uh, and 200 Palestinians and wounded more than 11,000 Palestinians, including 500 children and more than uh, 100 women. Which, which then, is- Uh, Which is diabolical, and so I understand. I mean, unfortunately, our media gets portrayed differently of what the Palestinians are doing, and I understand the Great Return March is about, you know, the residents wanting to go home, and it was a march that where people were cooking, their mothers were cooking, the children were flying kites, and it was a peaceful march. And you're a journalist, so your job is a journalist, isn't it? And so against yes. under international law, you are not allowed not only to target children and civilians, but you are a journalist clearly showing that yourself a journalist. Where were you shot? Um, um, I am a journalist, yes. And uh, the first, before speaking about myself, uh, regarding the mothers who were reported that they pushed their children for to, to be killed uh, in the Great March team, this is a kind of uh, absolute Israeli propaganda because uh, uh, the Great March of return, all children and uh, women and elderly and youth, all Palestinians in the Gaza Strip, all uh, from all ages. Uh, take part in the Great March of Return. All of them live uh, or suffer. Uh, all of them suffer too much under the Israeli, the strict Israeli sea, so that they are claiming or they are calling for the international world, uh, the international community to put pressure on the Israeli commission in order to lift the siege. Uh, this is uh, the first thing. The other, the the second thing or the other thing that as a journalist I used to uh, go out with the Palestinians uh, for two reasons. <clears throat> Sorry. The first reason, as a Palestinian who a Palestinian refugee who whose parents were uh, forced out of their home in Aramla in 1948, I want to claim my rights to go back uh, to my parents' home in Aramla. And the second thing. Uh, <clears throat> the second thing is that uh, as a Palestinian, I, uh, uh, a Palestinian journalist, I wanted to cover uh, uh, to cover the Great March of Return, the activities of the Great March of Return, uh, and I wanted to uh, uh, report uh, a true narrative about what the Palestinian protesters are doing near the, the fence. Uh, I don't call it a border fence. It is a a barbed wire placed in the eastern side of the Gaza Strip because uh, uh, according to the armistice uh, agreement uh, in 1949, uh, uh, the armistice line or the green line is about five or uh, six kilometers behind to in, in, in depth of the, Israeli, the occupied land. Uh, also, maybe in so the north of I, on this point, it's also uh, worth uh, 
noting that Israel has never declared its borders and there is nothing yes. in the constitution or the Israeli uh, laws that clearly defines its borders. So there are no such thing called, called uh, borders when it comes to Israel. Yes. Uh, all what is there uh, in the east of the Gaza, uh, along the east uh, of the Gaza Strip is a, an Israeli barbed wire, uh, which separates uh, the Palestinian residents in, of the Gaza Strip from the Israeli, the illegal Israeli Jewish settlers who are sit, uh, settling or who are living in the uh, uh, illegal settlements along the the the, the the, the Gaza Strip. Uh, uh, so that I went there, I covered, uh, I reported uh, the true narrative about what's going on. Uh, I uh, used to see uh, uh, children uh, uh, going close, mostly who go close, uh, close to the wire or the fence are children and youth. Uh, when they... Uh, with the Israeli occupation snipers, you know that there are more than 100 sharpshooters uh, spread or stationed along the fence. They shoot uh, uh, tear gas, they shoot uh, live bullets, they shoot exploding bullets, which is uh, which are uh, internationally banned to be used against the protesters or peaceful protesters, uh, uh, so that uh, the Palestinian children and youth uh, uh, are incited to throw stones and uh, uh, the, uh, th- to throw stones and come close to tear uh, to tear to tear to tear uh, down or to tear out the uh, the fence. And just just uh, so our listeners so that, know, just so our listeners know, when you're saying that when they're going to throw stones, there's no way in the world that these Palestinian kids, not the greatest thrower in the world, could not endanger an Israeli soldier. So the stone throwing is symbolic. It is not going to endanger an Israeli, yet the, the Israelis are treating it as a threat. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And even there is another, another important thing to be noted here is that the, uh, when the, the Palestinian uh, youth and the Palestinian children come close to the fence, they, they remain at least 50, uh, between 50 to 100 metres far from the fence. Uh, they only touch the fence, uh, 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 only throw certain points, yeah. uh, and this 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 doesn't happen all the time. Uh, uh, the other thing is the Israeli occupation uh, snipers are stationed at least 100 meters behind the fence, so that if I uh, if you imagine that a superhero child is throwing a stone, it will never. Yes. or hit any of the Israelis uh, in the, on the other side. So that uh, even if the stone is about 100 kilo, kilograms, it will not uh, be mm. considered a threat against an Israeli sniper or an Israeli soldier because it will never reach him. And it can't so go that, there. Yeah, no, uh, it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. So that throwing stones is not uh, a threat at all, at all. Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, regarding the stones and and regarding uh, burning the tires. Uh, uh, the uh, Palestinian uh, uh, boys uh, used to burn the tires, uh, which make uh, heavy and thick smoke, uh, in order to cut the is uh, the sight of the Israeli snipers. It's very clever. Who, uh, uh, sh- yeah, it's clever. Uh, clear. Um, uh, and the, the other thing about myself when I was uh, uh, shot uh, before I was uh, targeted uh, about uh, ten days, uh, 
before uh, I was uh, uh, shot. Uh, I received a threat from a Jewish called Canadian Jew uh, on Twitter. It, of course, uh, affects him, but it is clear that he is a Zionist troll. He uh, brought one of my posts uh, when I uh, described the protesters as peaceful, and he said, uh, and he brought fake pictures from uh, uh, another place outside of the Gaza Strip, and he uh, uh, pointed at the pictures of uh, he, the fake pictures, telling me, "Are these protesters peaceful? Uh, you are Muslim. You are uh, telling lies, and we will catch you." In fact, I didn't take uh, this uh, threat as seriously. Uh, all what I did, I got a, sc a screenshot for this threat and posted it on Twitter. And uh, my friends uh, commented and asked me, yeah, my followers uh, uh, commented and asked me to block this troll. And I did. I blocked him. Uh, Ten days later, uh, on Friday, uh, May 11, yes, uh, I... Uh, was uh, among more than 20 foreign journalists. All of the journalists at that time were uh, wearing uh, 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 vests, uh, bulletproof vests, uh, with the mark, uh, journal, uh, with the mark press is very clear on them. You know the vests, uh, the journalists' yeah, yeah. vests. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we were, I was among uh, about uh, more than 20 journalists. Most of them were foreigners or uh, reporters for foreign uh, mass media. We got close to the fence. We were about 500, uh, about 50 meters uh, away from or far from the fence. Uh, uh, I received the bullet in my back, in the upper side of my back, uh, and uh, I fell down. Uh, and my colleagues, the other journalists, helped me until the paramedics came and uh, uh, evacuated me to an ambulance, uh, which uh, transferred me to the hospital. Uh, the bullet, according to the doctors, uh, uh, it was an exploding bullet that penetrated my, the upper side of my uh, back. It exploded in the uh, lungs. It damaged my lungs. Uh, it damaged... Uh, my uh, liver, it uh, caused uh, my uh, partial damage in my lungs uh, and uh, almost complete damage to my liver. So that uh, the damage of, uh, to my liver uh, made uh, my, uh, made uh, or put my life uh, at stake. And uh, uh, this is uh, uh, thanks to God that I, uh, I recovered and the cure. Uh, doctors, uh, uh, of course, I felt unconscious, and uh, uh, my uh, brothers and my family members told me what the doctors told them about my uh, uh, my conditions. Uh, my brother, older brother, told me that the doctors told him uh, when he signed for the operation, uh, 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 he the doctors told him that I should ha I, I I could die, I could die uh, because of the danger or the dangerous damage caused to my liver. Wow. Uh, uh, and um, uh, all of my family members, my uh, children, my wives, were very sad, and it was a, a kind of... Uh, 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 it was a kind of uh, uh, sad uh, days. 
they lived uh, when I was unconscious. I remained at least five days unconscious and inside the ICU. Uh, uh, and when I recovered, um, uh, I found that uh, my uh, chest and my, my the the front uh, part of my body is uh, was opened from uh, top to the bottom, uh, oh. and uh, I found the the stitches which uh, made to to to, uh, to, to my injury uh, infected. I asked the doctors why the stitches and the injury was infected. They told me that the Israeli occupation used uh, in, uh, uh, as in addition to the exploding bullet, it was poisonous. It included poisons mm. so that it uh, made the injuries infected. More fatal. He told me, the doctor, who, uh, yeah, the doctor told me many of the wounded of, of the Palestinian uh, or the Palestinian protesters wounded uh, by the Israeli bullets get their wounds infected because of the poisonous uh, material of strange poisons uh, uh, included uh, in the bullets. It's disgusting. Um, it, it, it's this disgusting. is about um, a very, yeah, yeah, very disgusting. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, this is about uh, uh, my my situation. No, my, Mautasim, my, it's, my, uh, it's, my, it's uh, great uh, uh, that you have uh, recovered. Uh, and we say alhamdulillah ala salama alhamdulillah uh, we will be back uh, with you shortly Allah after salama. the break uh, stay with us you're uh, listening to palestine remembered on 855 am and our guest from gaza mu'tasim dalul a palestinian journalist and activist so welcome back listeners we're here with with modasim and just look during the break there i was jokingly saying to modasim that People that don't know, he's a rather large unit. He's solid. Now, most Palestinians I know are not as solid, and they would have gone through any other Palestinian and hit their mate behind them. So Modison has so- saved his own life, but also a few and people around him. See, so, that, that's you know, one good thing about it. <laughs> you know, you've got to look at the bright side. But also, Modison, one thing that, you know, on a very serious note, is that we know that Israel sells their weapons as, as tested and used. And obviously using the poisonous yeah. uh, bullets at the moment is a, is a fact that they'll be using it the next, you know, whatever they call it, the war shows, uh, to say that proudly they've tested on Palestinian civilians. And, you know, you've got the proud scars of, uh, of some of their testing. Now, m- just moving on from your injuries, whilst in hospital, I mean, Gaza has been under siege for 11 years. They don't let a lot of stuff in or out, including people. How was it medically possible for them to save you? Were you hampered in any way? Were their lives lost due to the fact that Israel does not allow medical things into Gaza? Uh, in fact, uh, uh, this is a very important question. Uh, uh, during that 12-year-old strict Israeli siege uh, imposed on the Gaza Strip, uh, uh, most of the materials entering to the Gaza Strip uh, or used to enter to the Gaza Strip for living, for uh, uh, hospitals, for everything, uh, were stopped. Uh, the most affected sector in the Gaza Strip is uh, the industrial sector and healthcare sector uh, and education sector. Uh, let me speak about the, the healthcare sector uh, because I experienced this several times uh, during the siege. Uh, the first time, I was, uh, last year I had a uh, uh, severe uh, 
sore throat, uh, 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 and uh, uh, I went to the hospital to have uh, an operation. Uh, they didn't find the uh, the needed equipment. Uh, they didn't uh, find the uh, the needed medicine, so that uh, uh, they they used or they couldn't make the operation for me. And I cont I continued suffering for a long time until I was I uh, until I recovered. The next time when I was uh, shot by the Israeli occupation forces uh, during my coverage for the Great March of Return last month, uh, uh, I uh, was admitted to the ICU the first time. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, the doctors uh, found it difficult to uh, help me. Uh, uh, you know, my uh, injury was serious, uh, and I could, uh, or the doctors could uh, make or start the uh, treating me uh, at least 30 hours later after I was wounded uh, or after I was shot. Uh, so your, my, your, your uh, operation injury. was delayed for more than a day yeah. because of that? Yeah, I, I, I was shot uh, uh, at about uh, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. on, on uh, Friday. Uh, I entered the operation room uh, at about uh, 10 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, about uh, 30 hours uh, after I was shot. Yeah. Uh, that was because of the severe shortage of uh, medical, uh, medical equipment yeah. uh, need for the operation. They, I don't know where they, where, uh, they uh, got the needed tools and the medical uh, 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 tools uh, that were needed for the operation or to carry out the operation, but they uh, contacted uh, different uh, uh, people and different uh, uh, hospitals, and I don't know where really. Uh, but uh, this uh, shows uh, how much the uh, the Palestinian patients suffer. Uh, uh, you know, well, it's more, it's more uh, than suffering, though, isn't it, Modesim? It's more than suffering. It's the fact that you would have lost boys, yeah. girls, mothers, fathers, yeah. cousins, yeah. uncles, uh, due uh, to the fact yeah, that there is not the uh, medical. Yeah. If these injuries uh, happened uh, anywhere uh, else in the world, these lives would have been saved. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I think uh, journalist uh, uh, Ahmed Hussein and uh, Yasser Murtaja, Yasser Murtaja, uh, who, uh, uh, who was killed, the first journalist who was yeah. killed during the coverage of the Great March of Britain, he had, as the doctors told me, he had the same uh, uh, the same wound like me. He had a liver injury, a severe liver, liver yeah. injury, but uh, he passed away because they couldn't offer uh, him uh, uh, medical uh, help uh, immediately. They, uh, they, they delayed uh, him mm. for a couple of hours in order to uh, collect or to bring some uh, medical equipment from here or there or to uh, recycle uh, used medical equipment, uh, but uh, uh, he couldn't uh, wait and he passed away. So, uh, which is shocking. Just, uh, and, so obviously yeah, there's been many, yeah, many lives just, and, it's, and it's, a, it's something that the, the people yeah. in our country in America couldn't possibly comprehend. But just more than deaths, yeah. how is the occupation? It's been 11 years now. How is it affecting the siege? The siege. Sorry, the siege. I mean, the, the, the occupation's been going a long time. But in Gaza, the siege. How else is it affecting the Palestinians? 
beside the medical you mean beside the medical yeah. woman and health care sector yeah yes i, I i'm telling you something which is very important uh, uh, you you know uh, uh, when uh, you go uh, when your children go to school uh, they must walk uh, about uh, uh, 1000 meters or one more than kilometer uh, on foot six year uh, old child must go uh, more than 1000 meter for his school in the uh, under the sun the direct sun heat in order to sit for his lessons uh, uh, this is a very very uh, uh, very very uh, sad issue uh, a lot of mothers uh, 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 sometimes accompany their children Uh, in order to uh, let them go to school or to, because they refuse to go to school on foot because they, their fathers don't have money, they don't have money to, to pay for buses or uh, taxes, they don't have money to pay for transportation. Uh, and the government uh, in Gaza uh, isn't able to cover, for, uh, to cover the transportation fees for these children. Uh, uh, when he goes to school and when he sits on his chair in the classroom, uh, uh, he uh, uh, studies his lessons without uh, books for at least four or five months uh, until the books are uh, afforded for him. Uh, so that more, more than half of the school year is spent without school books uh, because uh, 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 the, 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 the Palestinian government or the Palestinian Ministry of Education cannot uh, send the uh, books uh, from the West Bank to the Gaza Strip or through the areas crossing because uh, or Karim uh, Shalom or Karim Abu Salim crossing, I don't know uh, exactly which crossing is, uh, uh, that is used to uh, pass the, the school books. But uh, the Israeli occupation Uh, make uh, a lot of obstacles uh, when it allows the school box to enter the Now, uh, this uh, is not yes. to mention, uh, Mu'tasim, uh, the fact that Israel, uh, during the three wars that it waged on uh, Gaza in the last uh, 10 years, it uh, targeted uh, schools, including United Nations schools. We're going, we are going to yes. revisit, we are going to revisit the siege of Gaza in future episodes. But before the end of this interview, and maybe if you can give us um, uh, an, an answer in about a minute and a half, I want to ask your reflections on the uh, bills that, uh, are, uh, that the Israeli legislators are trying to pass to, to, to basically legalize their uh, aggression and legalize their apartheid. Um, could you please tell us what these uh, laws are and how you respond to it? Yeah. The first law, uh, is, uh, which uh, name is uh, the Nation State Bill or the Nation State uh, Law, uh, which, uh, which uh, gives uh, the only the uh, Israeli uh, or the Jewish citizens in Israel 
the right to self-determination. Uh, this bill or this law uh, makes the Arab uh, residents of, of Israel, or the Arab residents of Israel, who are the Palestinians who didn't leave their homes in 1948. Uh, this bill makes these people second-class uh, second citizens in uh, their homeland. Uh, the state views the development of a Jewish settlement as a national value and will act to encourage and promote a, a settlement establishment. However, settlement is seen uh, by the international community as illegal and an obstacle ahead of reaching a peaceful solution for the Israeli-Palestinian cause. Uh, the second bill, which is the Facebook bill, uh, uh, as called by the Israeli uh, MPs or Israeli parliamentarians, uh, uh, it demands deleting what is considered by the Israeli occupation incited content from social media. No, you know that disclosing Israeli crimes or an Israeli soldier killing a Palestinian is, is considered an incitement. Yeah, 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 yes. And uh, uh, blocking content, uh, this bill uh, blocks content of giant social media platforms such as so in, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. In other words, the, making uh, making the social yeah. media Zionist friendly. Yes, yes, of course. And the, the third bill, and uh, we, or, or uh, the third thing uh, away from the bills, the remarks or the calls of the Israeli education minister. I'm stressing on this Israeli education minister, Naftali Benet, who called for the Israeli military to uh, drop pumps from Israeli jets on the he- over the heads of the Palestinian children who fly kites into Israel. Even uh, he told the Israeli chief of staff uh, is in court, uh, you must drop uh, pumps over the heads of these children uh, if they fly kites uh, into the Israeli uh, side. Uh, this is a very racist... This is uh, the nature of the state, remark. racist yeah. and, uh, like we said, uh, legalizing uh, apartheid and legalizing crimes. And look, these are definitely subjects we'll go back to over the next coming weeks. And it was a pleasure to finally speak to Modisum. And people should actually follow him. So look him up on Facebook. He's the manager of Days of Palestine, which is a fantastic Facebook page. Thank you, Modisum, for being with us. You are most welcome. Thank you. Before we go, Yusuf, I would like you to tell me about your new show. It's an Arabic show. When is it? How can people listen? The show is called Ana Min Hunak. I am from there. And it is on 3CR and at uh, 10 p.m. on uh, Mondays. So uh, we started on the 5th of April, a weekly program, but for an hour. I'm lucky to have uh, other uh, good uh, team uh, with me. Uh, Tarek and Darin are helping me. And it covers the news about refugees uh, in Arabic show. So uh, listeners who speak Arabic can also tune in. I can highly recommend the show. I, I've enjoyed every episode so far. Thank you very much. And I think with this, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We, we really value your feedback. Uh, as, as a non-Arabic speaker. I nearly missed that joke, you know. I was going <laughs> to end did. the show before laughing, you know. That's not good. So with this, we've come to the end of uh, another edition of Palestine Remembered. Thanks for being with us. And remember to tune in next Saturday, same time, 9.30 in the morning. This is Robert. And Yusuf, wishing you the best of time and salam. Bye-bye.